Saginaw Valley State is at home this weekend. It's another tough test for the Cardinals. They are hosting the number one ranked team in the country in Division II, and their opponents also just happen to be the defending national champions in Division II. I'm, of course, referring to the Ferris State Bulldogs. This is going to be a huge showdown this weekend in the GLIAC. I caught up with head coach Ryan Brady to talk about this matchup, but we also started off by recapping what took place last week for the Cardinals. They had a tough loss on the road last week at Grand Valley State. The Cardinals lost that one 29-10. We get into this conversation by recapping what took place last Saturday and how he wants to get his team refocused and get their emotions on an even keel as they get ready to face the Bulldogs. My conversation with head coach Ryan Brady starts now. We talked about it last week. You knew Grand Valley was going to be a tough test for you guys. And you guys scored on your opening possession in this game. And then they managed to keep you guys off the board until the third quarter when you got a field goal. What did they do against you guys that really took your offense out of the rhythm that you pretty much had all season? Yeah, you know, there was... um... There was there was a few different things that I that I thought they did that you know got us off balance. Um, you know, they started taking place in the second quarter, and um, you know we struggled uh, you know up front in terms of our protection, and um, so we had a couple missed assignments um, you know on that front that um, you know I thought we had a chance to you know go up 14 nothing. We had a shot play called, and um, you know we just had a had a guy ma, and and then we had an opportunity to go kick a field goal. Um, you know, and make still make it two position, make it ten nothing, which would have been huge and a lot of momentum. And um, you know, uh, Connor just pushed it, and you know, then obviously they 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 took over possession and um, and, and went down and scored, made seven six. And so, you know, uh, the momentum swang, um, and then there was some challenges and some adversity in the second quarter. Uh, and I just didn't think our guys handled um, the adversity um, well at all. And and so um, some some calls didn't go our way and. Um, you know, and I thought things really slowed down um, with the tempo um, of the game changed. Um, you know, the first quarter we were, you know, we were going fast and, you know, that's our game. And um, when, when the tempo really slowed down, um, you know, they made it difficult for us. Um, and so, um, you know, we're going to be looking to get back on track this week. You've talked about it uh, throughout the season. How much pride that you guys take in not turning the ball over. And in this one, Andrew Brito, your quarterback, he threw two interceptions in this game. What took place on those throws, and how detrimental was that to your guys' effort? Yeah, you know, um, it, it just stems back from, you know, uh, us losing our composure a little bit. Um, and we just never could regain it. You know, we were just so emotionally um, charged up um, for that game um, and then you know when if it wasn't this guy it was another guy and so you know it was kind of a domino effect um, and it was it was occurring on both sides of the ball and so that was um, it was a challenge uh, for the coaching staff was just trying to get our players to regain the focus and stay calm and you know focus on the next play and try to let um, you know those other plays go uh, and move on and we just struggled to do that and then um, obviously just at various different times, um, you know, throughout the second half, you know, whether it was offense or defense, guys were pressing, um, and trying to do too much and that, um, that ultimately, uh, hurt us. And, 
um, you know, it was 16 to seven, you know, late third quarter. And, you know, we had the ball and we're, we're driving, um, you know, and uh, so it was like, you know, things were still like within our reach and there was a lot of time left, but, um, you know, we just, uh, we just, um, we just got to do a better job and, um, and, and keep our composure and stay patient. This game was pretty close uh, throughout much of the game, and I think a lot of credit to that goes to your defense. This game was a really good test for them, and I thought in, in some facets they performed exceptionally well for you. You were up against a very good Grand Valley State team. This is a great offensive unit they've got over there in Grand Valley, but I thought your guys did a good job at limiting them at times. And, you, you know, obviously in this game, they had some big plays. They had the, that, what was it, a 60-yard touchdown pass, and then they had that drive in which they went 80 yards, chewed up a lot of field, and then they ended up scoring on a 20-yard run by New Lothrop's Avery Moore. But uh, other than that, you look at the stat sheet, they had 400 yards of total offense in this game, but your defense limited them to just 29 points. You know, usually when you're a coach and you look at all those total yard stats, you think, well, we should have scored, you know, maybe 35, 40 points off of that. But uh, they held them to under 30 in that, in that situation. Uh, what did you make of their performance? Yeah, um, you know, the big pass play um, really hurt us. You know, that was, that was um, you know, midway through the third quarter and, you know, it was third and nine and, um, you know, we have a guy um, loose contain on the quarterback and, you know, he slips out and, you know, then he had about eight seconds to, you know, throw it, throw it. I mean, the ball probably traveled 60 yards in the air. And so, um, you know, that was, that was a big miscue, um, you know, from our defense. And, um, and so that one, that, that we felt that one, um, you know, and really it was, I thought our defense, you know, had a, had a solid day. They played extremely hard. Um, it was the big plays, you know, I mean, they had three big plays, um, that really propelled them, you know, one of them being, um, you know, the run by Avery Moore, um, you know, we had three guys in position, um, you know, and all three guys got caught up inside and, you know, so we're, 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 we're in the right call. Um, you know, it looks, you watch on film, you're like, oh, okay, we got them. And then, you know, three guys just get caught up inside. And so that was, that, that was, uh, that was unfortunate. Um, you know, and then they had a really good, uh, sudden change, um, you know, reverse play call that really, um, got them down and close, you know, and then, and really was, you know, at the end of the game with five minutes to go, they, they kind of punched one in to, to, you know, put it away. Um, so, you know, I, I felt, uh, similar sentiments to you. I, I thought, you know, I mean, with their first three drives, you know, we held them 24 yards. Um, you know, we, we were playing Cardinal football in the first quarter, um, you know, we just, we just couldn't sustain it. We lost our cool. Um, and that's, um, you know, something we've got to learn from and grow from, um, is obviously, um, you know, we got a big one this week. You had some really good uh, performances by some of your guys on defense. I wanted to highlight just a few of them. Micah Kritzinger, a guy who we have talked about in the past, he forced a fumble in this game, created a turnover. This is his fifth game of the season. What have you made of the way he has continued to develop as one of the top guys on your defensive unit? Yeah, Mike is a great young man. Um, really happy for him and the success that he's having. You know, it's a huge play. Um, you know, we're up 7 nothing. Uh, you know, their quarterback sneaks out and gets out around the edge, and Mike comes and makes a great play and causes a fumble, and we recover it. And, you know, that's really where we had our chance to make a 14 nothing. and um, really take um, 
take a stronghold um, of that game. And so um, that could have been a huge, a huge swing and a huge turn of events because um, we just, you know, uh, there's just so many bounces um, and little things that didn't go our way. And you got to give Grand Valley credit. Um, you know, they 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 made the, the plays when they needed to um, and we didn't, you know, but uh, Micah's Micah's a young up and comer. I'm very excited about him. Um, you know, he's got two more years after after this one. So uh, his college football career is just getting started, but he, he brings the total package. Um, he's a great leader. Um, he's big. He's physically fast. Uh, he's very explosive. He's a great tackler. He's got really good ball skills. And uh, he just, he just finds a way to get his hands on the ball. He had a, a pick six at um, Northwood um, that was called back um, on a penalty where he just read a read the quarterback's eye, stepped in front and took it the other way and probably had a three or four of those in camp that kind of went the same way. So he's got very good instincts, a very good feel for the game. A couple other guys that came up big for you this past Saturday, Michael Woolridge. He had 12 tackles and he got a sack in this game. I haven't had a chance to really talk about Michael. What is it about his game that has really helped you guys to get to the point where you are? And what are some things that he brings to the program? Yeah, Mikey's a leader for us, uh, especially in the back end. So he's he's like the quarterback of the defense. You know, he's back there directing traffic and um, getting us in um, the right calls and getting us into the right checks. And uh, he's a very versatile guy. Um, he's this is his third year um, starting for us. Um, and so he started in 1921 and then now in 22. And so he's still got one more year after this. So really excited, but his development's been incredible. Um, I mean, he's... He just flies around out there. Um, and so he's, he's just a great, uh, person as well. You know, he's the guy that, you know, stays after and pushes all the chairs in and, you know, he's the guy at the summer camps that's, you know, helping, helping the kids and, and doing the extra things. He's just a great, uh, servant leader. Um, and someone that I'm very proud of and someone that's going to be getting his degree here in just a couple, um, couple weeks here. That's awesome. I, I loved hearing about the, those guys that do the extra things that don't always show up in the stat sheet, but it's w- those things that really make those kind of people important to your program. When did you first discover Michael, and when did you say to yourself, this is a guy that I want on my team? Yeah, um, you know, it was really when I just um, arrived here. Um, you know, I hired my defensive coordinator, um, uh, Dan McEwen and Dan Dan knew about Mikey and um, and so uh, we we know Dan sold me on him really quick and Mikey visited campus and he was you know dunking a basketball like it was nothing and uh, it was just really long and athletic and uh, you could just tell that he was uh, had a really great personality and we're like man this is the kind of guy we need you know leading our defense and um, he's did a great job doing that so far. Lucky for you, you discovered him before the Saginaw Valley State men's basketball team did. Yeah, yeah, we got a few guys that can play, play some hoop on our team. That's for sure. But um, you know, our, our our basketball coach does a great job. He he he's got a whole team full of like seven footers, six eight guys. So we're struggling in the length there. As someone else I wanted to highlight real quickly, Dante Small. He had seven tackles in this game, and he had a pick in this one as well. What can you tell me about Dante and his game? Yeah, Dante, um, he's a graduate transfer. Um, you know, he's, he transferred here from Appalachian State. Um, and prior to that, he played at Morgan State. 
And so, um, you know, uh, he's him and Andrew Brito, um, they played high school football together. Um, and so that's kind of the connection there. We got, we got Andrew, um, committed and Andrew's like, Hey, I got a safety for you. And, and so, um, you know, I'm like, okay, great. And so, uh, you know, he visited and had a great visit and we really, really enjoyed him. And he's been, he's been a great addition to our secondary. Uh, he's obviously played a lot of football. Um, I believe he's a first team all conference guy at Morgan state. And then obviously, you know, transferred up to app state and, uh, was a contributor there, uh, traveled, uh, was a part of their 2D, played in a lot of special teams. Um, and then just really was looking for an opportunity to be the guy um, for his last year of football. And so, you know, uh, credit Brito. Brito uh, worked hard to get him to come here. And um, and obviously it's it's been a great fit. You know, he's uh, he's mentioned over and over, it's the most fun he's ever had playing football. And that's just really what you know, our program and our culture is all about, is just giving kids great experience. Um and really getting them to enjoy, um, you know, college football. Not only did he have that pipeline through Andrew Brito, but, you know, this is one of the many guys that uh, I've heard you tell me about uh, that played at a bigger level, and then they decided they wanted to give Division II a shot, and you had a slot available for them. How thrilled are you that you were able to get these guys at the D1 level and have them come to Saginaw and really excel at the level that they've had? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it's critically important. You know, you look at uh, programs like Ferris State and uh, Grand Valley State. You know, those guys um, have, uh, you know, a whole pipeline of, uh, you know, Division One uh, transfers and bounce backs. Um, and so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important when you compete at that level. Um, you're going to have to have guys um, that are talented like that. And then obviously, you know, with the transfer portal, um, you know, also it's it's impacting the high school recruiting. So, you know, Mac schools are saving scholarships for portal guys, which then in turns leave, you know, high school um, uh, Mac level kids available. And so we did a good job of scooping, you know, um, some of those guys up. And so it's it's all about acquiring uh, and developing talent. Um, and I think we've did a really nice job um, of that. And um, you know, you know, people. Um, around our program are starting to see the results of that. And, you know, I know our strength coach uh, is really excited about, you know, the bodies he has to work with that he sees walking around in the building every day. And I'm excited about this whole prospect uh, just from the standpoint that it's not just you guys, it's Ferris and Grand Valley, like you said. So that just continues to bring a lot of great talented players to the GLIAC and just continues to make your conference one of the best at the Division II level. What's it like for you to see that this conference is really starting to take off and be what could clearly be one of the most premier conferences at your division? Yeah, there's no question. Um, you know, it's and it's been this way for for a while. Um, and there are there are a lot of other really good Division Two football conferences as well. So um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't um, you know give credit where credit's due. Um, but the GLIAC um, definitely is. Um, you know, one of those leagues that there's just, there's just not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of weeks where you don't have to play against um, somebody that's really, really tough. So, I mean, you know, for us, we just played the number two team in the nation. Um, this week we're playing the number one team in the nation. And then, you know, next week we got a non-league game against uh, an opponent that's ranked eight right now. So, um, you know, we could potentially be playing uh, three top five teams or, you know, top six teams in the nation here three weeks in a row. Um, and we've already played Bowie State with nine. So, I mean, obviously we're playing, um, 
you know, probably one of the toughest schedules um, in the country on this second year. We've done that. So, um, so we're really uh, pushing our kids and challenging our kids. You know, um, you know, I, I, I told them this morning, I think we're a really good football team. Um, but if you want to be a great football team, then, you know, you got to win these games. And so uh, that'll be our focus on Saturday. So that was your message today. What was your message to the guys as you were getting ready to leave Grand Valley and head back to Saginaw? Yeah, you know, I just, uh, again, we just talked about, you know, you know, our, our composure and just, uh, you know, trying to not be emotionally hijacked. Um, you know, that, that was really, really the message. And that, that starts with, um, you know, with, uh, you know, our leaders on our team and, you know, those guys identifying when, when guys are, you know, too emotional and, you know, grabbing their teammates and calming them down. You know, and just we just didn't have that happen. We just, uh, you know, it was really a ripple effect um, where, you know, one one play it was, you know, uh, an offensive lineman. The next play it was a receiver. The next play it was a quarterback. And, you know, throughout the game, there's just different moments where, you know, um, guys lost their head. And you just can't do that in big games. You can't do that. There's just too much football that has to be played. And um, you're always one play away from um, a big play and changing momentum. And so, um, um, you know, we learned that last week and hopefully we, uh, we don't ever have to learn it that way again. What are some things that you do to keep those emotions at a pretty even keel when you're taking the field and getting ready to kick off? Are, are there any certain rituals or any, uh, things that you say to the guys that just tells them to, you know, stay focused on what's going on on the gridiron? Yeah, well, we have a leadership and mentality training program here, um, that we use led by one of my assistants. Um, and so this uh, program is called the Victor's Edge. And so, you know, we take our kids on leadership retreats. We do leadership training um, every week and um, a lot of it's experiential learning. Um, so we'll present a, a topic or a concept and, you know, spend um, you know, 15, 20 minutes um, going through some PowerPoint slides and, and, and talking about that. And then we'll go do, you know, uh, something crazy, whether it's log PT or we're, um, you know, flipping tires or, um, you just never know what coach P is going to throw at you. And so, um, and then when we're done with our activity, we, 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 we debrief and we talk about what we learned and how it applies to football. And so we, we've, um, you know, it's, it's disappointing because we prepare our guys, um, to, to handle, um, stress and to handle adversity. Um, and our guys are, are usually really, really good at that. Um, it was just, um, you know, the rivalry and, um, you know, it's uh, a, a heated rival, um, you know, and when you want, want it that bad, um, you know, um, and things are, you know, not going the way you want them, you know, sometimes it's uh, easy to, uh, you know, get lost in the moment. And that's really what it was. We just got lost in the moment. And, um, you know, uh, we really just needed to take a deep breath and pause and um, you know, take a few breaths um, and then just, just regain our focus. I like that approach. That That's interesting. I like hearing the different approaches from coaches on how they go about preparing for that from the emotional side of it, because I've talked to so many coaches over the years, particularly the high school level, when you've got kids that are just all sorts of excitement, they're running on adrenaline, and they just can't wait to get out there and uh, do their thing out on the football field. But there is an element where you just have to take it in, deep breath, relax. Some coaches have told me their effort is, you know, no music, no jumping around, no getting excited in the locker room, just quiet. 
and then just uh, you know have a quick conversation before you go out and get ready to kick off. And then I had one coach recently who told me he had his players like an hour and a half before kickoff, thought they were too excited. Everybody had to lay down and take a nap. So there's all sorts of different approaches to how you go about getting ready for a big game when that moment comes. And how did you guys come up with uh, your strategy? Oh, well, it's just, um, you know, um, my assistant coach's family's, um, you know, ran a facility for, for over 50 years. And so it's just really sports psychology principles from, you know, all the best, uh, the best uh, people that um, you could possibly steal the information from and from. And we just, he's developed this program over the years and um, spent time with him. He's won national championships, um, you know, using the stuff. And, you know, we, we, it's just as simple as like, you know, teaching, you know, we, we do tactical breathing here. You know, we teach our kids how to do, uh, how to breathe. And, you know, just like they train, um, you know, um, our, our armed and special forces, you know, here in the military, you know, and so it's just all about, you know, breathing and um, your mindset. And so we, we train our guys um, that way, you know, and so um, everything we do is to, um, in our training is to prepare them for um, conflict and to prepare them for um, uh, an emotional uh, situation. And so, um, and we do that every week to put our guys in that situation so that when the situation arises, they know how to respond. Um, and so, you know, we talk about responding above the line until we do or until we die, you know, and so we never want to respond below the line. And so, you know, we had some below the line responses um, in that game. And, um, you know, uh, you, you see the result, you know, it wasn't it wasn't what we wanted. And so, um, you know, our, our players knew when we met on Sunday and we, you know, we talked, talked about it, um, you know, again, that they were like, yep, coach, yep, we know, like we know. And so, um, you know, obviously it's tough because we had to learn, learn it the hard way. Uh, but really the, 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 the whole idea here is, um, you know, that, you know, we want our players, we want to train our players to feel like they're 10 foot tall bulletproof that when the ball rolls and it's 99 yards to go that they run out there excited, like, yes. Heck yeah, 99 yards, let's go do this. Like, that's how we want our mentality to be. That is so exciting. I really like that approach, and you are definitely going to need that as you get ready for Ferris State on Saturday. They come into your place as the top-ranked team in the country. What do you make of the start that they have had uh, to this season as the reigning champs in Division Two? Yeah, it's not surprising at all, to be honest. Uh, they're a great program. Um and they've been a great program for a long time now. Um, I think they've got a 42-game win streak, uh, regular season win streak rolling, um, which is just incredible, um, dating back to, I think, 2017. Um, so um, they're a machine. Um, they do a great job. They're very disciplined. Um, and they got a lot of great players, um, great coaches. Um, and so uh, they're, they're, they're a tough, tough team to beat. So um, we're, we're excited for our opportunity, obviously. Um, you know, we took them to the wire um, a year ago at their place, and I really thought we played um, really, really a bad game and um, made a lot of mistakes. And so, uh, I don't believe in moral victories. And that's what I told my guys this week. I said, you know, um, you know, th this year, you know, we need to be at our best and play our best. And that's really all we're focused on this week. We're really not focused on fair state at all. Um, it's really just us getting back um, and getting our edge 
uh, playing with the edge that we need, um, the edge that we that we've played with when we played, you know, Bowie State, Michigan Tech, and Northwood, and so um, that's the style and the brand of football we need to play on Saturday. What will it take for you guys to be successful against them? Yeah, we got to be extremely disciplined. Um, you know, we have to uh, defensively, um, you know, keep them in front um, and you know force them to um, you know drive the football. Um, you know, we can't we can't allow them to score in uh, big chunks. I mean, uh, they they thrive off of scoring on uh, big plays, and um, you know if they get two or three big plays, well it's twenty one, and they put a couple drives together, and you blink your eyes and it's thirty five. You know, and so, um, and then offensively, you know, uh, you know, we have to do a good job up front. Uh, they have uh, uh, one of the best defenses in the nation, um, and so they're 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 doing a really good job defensively. I think they're giving up eight points a game, and um, you know, it's it's been a uh, it's been tough sledding for all the offenses that they play. So uh, they have a very good defensive line, and um, they got a very uh, a talented uh, senior-led secondary, and so um, it's it's a good combination. So um, uh, combined with a, a high-powered offense, and you can uh, it's easy to see why they're having um, all that success. So, um, but we, we just really need to take care of the football. We got to be able to run the football and um, protect the quarterback, you know. And if we can we can do those uh, three things, then I, I think we can um, you know be productive. I think there's a lot that you can take from this game. And when you see what they're doing and how they've built themselves, not only on the field, but off it as well, I think this is a good thing that you can do in order to take them on the field and then kind of see what they're doing and kind of show the guys that uh, this is where we want to be. We want to be these guys. And if we can compete with them, we can be those guys. And I think that's a good message for them to have. I don't know if that's really your mindset going into this one, but uh, in terms of seeing what these programs are doing, how much of that do you kind of point to and say, that can be us, why not us? Yeah, you know, um, every uh, every place is different and uh, every school is different and resources are different. And so um, the way that, you know, someone does something at another place um, – it's not always applicable to, uh, you know, how things are going to work, you know, uh, at another school. Um, and so, um, obviously having uh, been a player at Grand Valley, um, a coach at Ferris State, now coaching here at Saginaw, like, um, every place has got their own way of doing things, uh, based upon the, the structure that's in place, you know, um, bottom line is it, it just comes down to players, you know, um, got to do a great job recruiting got to do a great job at developing and you got to do a great job retaining um your athletes um and it's a process um you know just um i'm in year three here um you know uh, coach anise has uh, built that monster um you know over over over, over for over 10 years you know t- 10 years and, and won a national title um it, it, it was a lot of hard work and um every year is just working and taking another step um, until they, they reach the ultimate pinnacle, you know, and say, the same thing is true for, you know, like, uh, you know, Matt Mitchell, Grand Valley, I think he's been there for 13 or 14 years. I mean, so uh, he's been stacking um, recruiting class after recruiting class and developing guys for a long time, you know, and so you know, we're just trying to close that gap as quick as we can um, and be as competitive as we can, um, you know, and so, 
we, we feel good about the talent um, level on our team um, and the ability um, that we can compete with those guys. And I think that's why our guys are so disappointed from, uh, you know, or frustrated from Saturday was because they're like, man, if we, if we wouldn't have lost our head coach. And I said, yeah, there are no buts. I said, but, you know, um, you know, you're going to get a chance to, 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 you know, you know, play, play another uh, one of the nation's best teams this week. And so, you know, you got to throw last week away and you got to, you got to come out and take what you've learned um, and apply it to this week. And so that'll be our focus. And I wish you all the best next Saturday. Coach Ryan Brady of the Saginaw Valley State Cardinals, thank you so much for making the time this week. You take on Ferris State this Saturday at 2 o'clock. They, of course, like you said, are the number one team in the nation. They are the reigning Division II national champions. You guys come into this one 4-1, and one, looking to rebound. I wish you all the best in that goal. Thank you so much for making some time for me this week to talk about that matchup. Thanks, Steph. I appreciate it. If you would like to hear more conversations that I have had with Saginaw Valley State head football coach Ryan Brady, then all you have to do is go to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can also find those conversations by going to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find updates about my show as well as Saginaw Valley State just by going to my Facebook page, sports journalist Duff Tyler. You can find me on Twitter, I'm at Duff Tyler. Until next time, I am Duff Tyler reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true. Because that's what a Duff said. <laughs>